There's a testimony not only of how the city looked like, but how the city was inhabited. A real treasure that we have here in Lancaster in the museum. I hope many people discover. In 100 Years, 100 Objects, stories from the collections of Lancaster City Museums, we're delving into the collections to discover objects that can tell us stories about the past and make us think about the present and future. I'm Rachel Roberts, Collections Registrar at Lancaster City Museums. Today's object is a photograph that brought two men together to create a beautiful portrait of local life. It can tell us about a fascinating photographer and the area that he lived in. Today's object is Sam Thompson's photograph of William Townley. The original of this photograph in the collection is a glass plate negative. A glass plate negative is a small sheet of glass treated with light sensitive chemicals which used to be used in cameras. When a photograph was taken, the image was recorded on the glass in negative and black and white prints were then made from this negative to create the final photograph. These plates were made in set sizes and almost all the plates in our collection are quarter plates, which are three and a quarter by four and a quarter inches. That's roughly eight and a half by 10 and a half centimeters or half plates, which are four and three quarters by six and a half inches or 12 by 16 and a half centimeters. These plates are very vulnerable to damage. This can be from physical damage to their fragile glass, or from light which will darken the image over time until it cannot be seen, or from changes in humidity and temperature which can cause the photosensitive coating to flake off. As such, we also have prints of many of these photos in the collection to allow people to see them without damaging the original. Sam Thompson took hundreds of photographs of the local area, including a number, like this one, of fishermen from Sunderland Point. We spoke to Dr Patricia Prieto Blanco, a lecturer in Media and Cultural Studies at Lancaster University to find out more about Sam Thompson and his work. Sam Thompson was a photographer from Lancaster. He was born in Scotford, which at the time may have been a little bit more separated from Lancaster town than uh, what we experience today. And his parents were farmers. His grandparent was a blacksmith. So Sam Thompson was really a working class man. However, he had an interest in doing things that were in manual labor per se. So he moved to Preston first to work in an office and then eventually found his way into photography. At some point, he enters to work for the Rembrandt Tintaglio Printing Company as an etcher, and that takes him back to, to Lancaster. From this point onwards, he becomes like a very familiar face for his contemporaries. We can find a lot of accounts describing him uh, going around with his bike, his tripod, just taking photographs of, of this and that, of really everyday life in Lancaster. Sam Thompson was known not only in Lancaster, but he won uh, several awards and his photographs appeared in national and international exhibitions such as in the United States and Canada. And some of his photographs are part of the collection of the Royal Photographic Society. And as an avid photographer, he continued being uh, around with his tripod, taking photographs of Lancastrian people up until he died in 1945. So he was 74 years old. We asked Patricia if the photograph we are looking at today of a working man in a rural environment was typical of Sam's work. 
Uh, he did half a soft spot for farmers, fishermen. I think that's because, you know, his parents were farmers. And he also was a man who did like to, to go hiking. So he took a lot of landscape as well. He was uh, friends with people who did rock climbing at the, at the time. Which I cannot imagine him rock climbing with a big tripod and a big camera. But probably from the photos I've seen, he probably did it. Very dangerous. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would do it today, but not with the technology back then but he also some also photographed working men and women in the city so we are talking here about gardeners cleaner maids blacksmiths like his own grandfather and there's a particular body of work that connects Sam Thompson with the more urban side of Lancaster so in 1927 he took a survey of alleys and streets of Lancaster there were a lot of streets and alleys that uh, needed to be torn down because the city was trying to get uh, sanitation so then Sam took upon himself to bear witness of how Lancaster was so that it could be remembered we need to understand that the whole uh, urban geography of the town was about to change drastically maybe some of the small lanes that we have today kind of remind of what it was but you have to imagine that the whole town used to look like that it was a little bit of a maze and uh, after that we we moved into more like planned bigger streets so i think some really wanted to remember how the city was not only because the urban geography was changing but because the way people were living in town was changing drastically too i think that the response to his lifelong commitment to the working class so obviously with his job as a photographer and a nature and in the office environment you cannot really describe Santonson as a working class man but he remained really close to working class people and used his photography to make sure that working class people were still represented so at this time photography was still something expensive that many working class people would not afford his service of streets I think responds to this commitment to register not only the city but also the living conditions of those in working class in that way you can see a little bit of a connection between Sam Thompson and some other contemporary work at the time so for example the work of Lewis Hine who registered the conditions of child labor but also working class living conditions in New York City around that time but also Eugene Adjet in Paris he did a similar survey of a street However, Ajit was described in accounts as being very stubborn. So he continued to photograph with an old photographic technology, which means there is no people on the photographs. So the camera was too slow and nothing that moves would show. And I think that's why I like Sam Thompson's photographs more, because it's a testimony not only of how the city looked like, but how the city was inhabited. So I think it's really a real treasure that we have here in Lancaster in the museum. I hope many people discover so that's the photographer. But who is the man in our photograph? The man, his name is William Townley, and he was a fisherman in Sunderland Point. He was the father of Harbert and William Arnold, and his brother was also a fisherman. So he was part of a 150-year-old uh, generation of fishermen in Sunderland Point. Santonson and William Townley were both described as being uh, approachable, like friendly people, really kind people. So I really think that this kind of uh, personalities work very well for them both. So I imagine that they were 
friends or at least close acquaintances. And I can see that because of this photograph, particularly as a close-up, William has allowed Sam to really get into his soul, physically really close to him. But also William appears in many other photographs that Sam Thompson took. So that tells me that they had a relationship and that probably William was, if you like, the gatekeeper that Sam Thompson used in order to get close to that community of fishermen in Sunderland Point and be able to photograph their everyday in, in a natural or spontaneous way. In the 1920s, the photographer's studio was becoming a fairly familiar sight in many towns and cities. Trade directories around this time list between six and eight photographer studios in Lancaster, depending on the year, although Sam Thompson's name does not appear in the lists. So did Sam have a studio, and did he produce the more formal portraits against a painted background that most studios were offering? I cannot say 100% that he didn't have a studio. He may have had. However, 95% of the photos that I have seen taken by Sam were not taken on a studio. Were taken on location or outdoors. So indoors or outdoors, but always on location. Now, there are some close-ups, like very close-up portraits, where I cannot be 100% sure. And that is because of the depth of field that he used, so the background is just completely black. So it may have been a studio. Probably not, but it may have been a studio. The question about the formal portraits really depends on how you define a formal portrait. Yes, so on the one hand, uh, at this time, formal portraits were commonly taken in studios. They dressed the best. They had the sandy dress on. They went to studio. Then there was like a fake background, uh, natural light at this point most of the time. And um, they would strike a pose, be very still, and that was the formal portrait. But uh, I think... A lot of what Sam does, well, first of all, is, I think is much better because he really establishes a connection with his subjects. And I think that's very, very important. It allows him to go beyond that pose. It allows him to really explore who those people are. And that's a feature that is not so common in early photography. I will start finding photographers who really give their subjects a chance to explore their personality later on. At this point, it's something very rare. And I think it takes maybe the, the type of personality I imagine Sam having, you know, being someone friendly, someone who could chat to an office worker, but also to a gardener, and maybe also to somebody in position of authority. Like he has a portrait of the Lancaster mayor. There is a very informal portrait. He's almost half smiling, which is something also very, very strange at the time. At that time, the formal portraits is about being serious, looking authoritative, powered in a sense. And he really went behind behind all of those masks. So in that sense, they are not the typical formal portraits that we know of at the time, but aesthetically, they are formal. Okay. Aesthetically, they are really beautiful. He had an exquisite technique. He made his subjects look the best without making them look fake. 
And I think that's a very difficult balance to strike. He was a well-rounded photographer. His landscapes are quite good. The survey of Lancaster evidence is that he had the capacity to follow through on a subject. His portraits are just really fantastic. To finish, we wanted to put Sam Thompson in the context of his time and find out how common it would have been for ordinary people to be able to get their photograph taken in the 1920s. Fairly common, but not too common. If you were lower working class, definitely not common. If you were a little bit upper in the working class, yes, common maybe to have it at least a couple of times in your life for occasions, again, wedding or or a celebration, sometimes the passing of people as well. And if you were middle or upper class, yes, that was a more common practice, to go to the studio and also for the photographer to go to your house, because your house would have been beautiful, right? And you also wanted to show it off. So it was becoming more common, and there was also the practice of mobile studios, if you like. So there were maybe like a market fair or a street fair, something with music, some sort of local celebration. And it would have been fairly common for photographers to go around those. And they would find a neutral background, let's say like just a white wall, and everybody would get their photo taken as sort of like a souvenir of the fair. That was way more common for middle class and down than actually going to a studio and have your photo taken. That was a little bit more special, more expensive, more exclusive. Thank you so much for examining this snapshot of history with us today. We hope you'll listen to some of our other episodes where we look at everything from grocer signs to gold rings. <laughs>